So hello, everyone, and welcome to WRP. I'm your host, Monday Young, Life and Expat Coach. And today I will be speaking with Allison Grant Lunez. Did I say that right, the last part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not good with pronouncing names, but um, I tried my best there. And um, Allison is uh, the author of the book, Full Proof French Visa. And she also has a company here in France where she helps people navigate their journey through French administration and getting themselves settled in France. France. Um, and today she's going to be talking to us a little bit about, about her, her services, her books, how she, how she helps expats. And she's going to be giving you a little bit of advice about how to navigate these times during COVID, what's happening with visas, what people can do to help prepare themselves once things open back up again. So hello, Allison, and thank you for joining me here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And the name was great. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> far worse pronunciations than that. <laughs> We're good. I'm glad. I tried my best. I tried my best. Um, but yeah, Allison, um, I was, we were talking a bit earlier that, you know, lots of people have lots of questions about, about visas coming to France and, um, why don't you tell us a bit about your your company, your book, and how you got started in this in in your business to kind of help um, people who want to come and live and work in France? Yeah, so thanks for thanks for having me. And um, I got started. I came to France as a student initially with a study abroad program in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and I completely fell in love in, with Paris and you know, just wanted to stay. Um, so I went back and I finished my degree in the U.S. and spent the whole year figuring out how can I move back to France. And so what I ended up doing was enrolling independently in a French university for a master's program. And the upside of this was that it cost about 450 euros for one full year of master's degree tuition plus one wow. full year of student health insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the downside was that, of course, I was completely on my own. I didn't have the support of a study abroad program. um, And I had to do everything completely myself from, you know, finding housing to, um, you know, getting a babysitting job to earn pocket money to, um, you know, navigating the visa process um, and all of that stuff. So when I was here, Um, I didn't actually know about like the career of relocation professional or immigration consultant or anything like that. Um, but what I just started doing was I started writing about my experience and how I navigated all of these administrative challenges that came up for me. And this was like before Facebook groups, um, you know, before, before a lot of the online forums that now are so helpful to, expats and and immigrants and potential immigrants who who are living in France. Okay, so you were the pioneer of uh... <laughs> Well, so I thought I was a pioneer, but I just I didn't actually know that this career existed. Um and I and I think a lot of the and I think a lot of the professionals who work in this field like tend to work with the major companies um sure. and you know, help to relocate people who are earning 
you know, yeah, have large salaries salary. who are paying all of their fees, who are paying their shipping, who, you know, pay to send their kids to international schools, all of that stuff. Yeah. Whereas what I was doing when I first started was I was advising people on how to apply to master's programs to be able to live and work in France to pay 400 euros for a master's degree instead of $40,000. And, and also, you know, the benefits that go along with that, like it get it makes it easier for you to apply for a job in France afterwards, um, to be able to, to be able to switch to a salaried uh, work visa and things like that. So I started, I started out by helping um, students who are mostly like me, a couple of years younger than me, to be able to come and pursue their studies in France and live in France. And then and what so, started happening was I started getting a lot of people coming to me about visa questions, about, you know, how I had started my business. Um, and I kind of did like, you know, random admin stuff for people and um, helped them with getting into university programs. And it, mm, it was mm. really random at the beginning what I was working on. Um, but I kind of ended up you know, developing my expertise on the subject of visas and which visas would be good for people and how they could switch their status. And, and I got more and more questions about that. And that's kind of um, how, how your business ended up leading awesome. to my book. Yeah. 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 And so what kind of services are you offering to, to, to people today? How did, how did this journey turn into the business you have now? What is it exactly that you helping uh, people navigate with the visa process? Um, so what I, the people that I work with now are primarily people who are coming on their own to France, Mm -hmm. who are, um, usually who are applying for one of the self-employment visa types. So I work with a lot of artists, a lot of freelancers, Mm self-employed people, people who run their business and occasionally people who are retiring in France as well. Um, occasionally students, occasionally people who have a French, you know, a French spouse, um, and who are relocating. I'm, working with some British, uh, citizens currently, uh, navigating the Brexit process, but sure, that's my work is primarily, yeah, my work is primarily with people who are moving independently. So they don't have a big company. They don't necessarily have a job, um, in France. Um, and so it's helping them to create their vision for what they're going to do here, which is, I know is a field that you work on yes, um, as yes. well mm-hmm. um, and helping them to, um, you know, once they have that well-defined vision, what are the French bureaucratic obstacles that they need to navigate in order to make <laughs> yeah. that vision a reality? So, yeah, you know, yeah. if somebody has a vision of like, they want to be self-employed as, as a coach, for example, like you are, yeah. then they would need to have the proper visa type uh, that enables them to be self-employed. They need to decide what business structure fits. Uh, they need to... And so you um, navigate they, them through all those steps to find out for whatever it is they want to do in France, what's the best visa for them? Exactly. And then I help them put together the application. So in some cases, I'm doing the business plan and the project plan for them, um, helping them get letters of support, helping them flesh out the idea, how they're going to make money, how they're going to develop their packages. Um, So in that case, it's not only... um, It's not only the service of doing the visa application, but it's also a, a heavy element of business coaching. Um, yeah, so you taking out all the stress of the administrative and bureaucracy of sort of getting yourself set up as a freelancer or as an auto-entrepreneur or as a student or as a retired person to walk yeah. them through all that process so they don't skip any necessary steps. 
Exactly. And then depending on, you know, if they're self-employed, depending on the scale of their business, then I turn them over to the accountant because I'm not an accountant. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, there are limits in terms of what I can, um, what I can do for people in in that area. But you have Um, all the resources they need. Yeah, all the resources that they need and just getting them through like, you know, when they're creating the business plan, a lot of it is, you know, answering questions like that. So like, are they allowed to do the activity that they want to do? So example, uh, as an example, I have one client who's a chiropractor in the US. So, you know, she needs her authorization to be able to work as a chiropractor Mm -hmm. in France. And that's the whole process. Um, And then she can't register as an auto entrepreneur, because if you're a certain in certain medical professionals, like, you're excluded you from the auto entrepreneur yeah. team. Yeah. So you need to kind of show as part of the business plan, like that you're, that you kind of know what the rules are and you, mm. you know what you're going to have to do to set up and knowing that you've done that research and that you've prepared and you know what the questions are and what the challenges are that you're going to have to navigate. It goes a long way to showing that you have a viable plan and that, you know, you're committed to this process of doing your activity, running your sure. business in France. Sure, sure, sure. And tell us a bit about your book. So, you know, if for some reason people can't afford your services, would, how can your book help them to understand more the French visa process? Um, what can they find in the book that, that will help them uh, get them through? So that's a great question. And one of the reasons that I wrote my book was because I run the Facebook group Americans in France, which now has over 12,000 members. And all the, the same questions come up all the time. You know, what mm. visa type should I get? Um, mm. What documents do I need? Things like that. And it can be really difficult, even with navigating the official French site, it can really be difficult to know exactly sure. what they're looking for, for the viability of your business plan, or exactly yeah. what documents they're looking for. for because they don't, they do not list that on the site. They just say business plan. They don't tell you what needs to be in it, uh, what they want to know. It's very non-Pacific. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like they don't, they, they, they want, they say something like the way it's worded is something like, you know, any supporting document that can show the viability of your activity in France. And so like, that could be anything. (laughs) Yeah, that's very broad. And even for things, yeah. And even for things like a visitor visa, like you would think that a retirement visa showing your financial status, you know, showing that you're not going to work, like that would be the main requirement. But then um, it, a year or two ago, it started out that they, they started issuing these visas called um, long séjour temporaire, which is a non-renewable visa type. You can't renew or extend it in France. And a lot of people, um, uh, including some of my clients um, who came to me afterwards, like ended up with this temporary visa type that they didn't want. Like they thought they were moving here permanently. And then they showed up, tried to validate their visa, tried to renew and get their carte de séjour. And they're like, oh no, you have to go back to the States. And they're like, wait, why? Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, no, no warning. There's the so many the tragedy stories around, vis- around visas, right? Where people have yeah. to be going back to their home country to do paperwork and all of this stuff. And so I would say is, so is that one of the major things you would say is that there's a lack of sort of deep detailed information out there? Yeah. And there's a lot of conflicting information. Like there's a lot of websites with outdated information. There's Mm. a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of people willing to give free advice on the internet who don't actually know what they're talking about or who only have their own experience to go on, including some people who got very lucky. Um, So what I really wanted to do in foolproof French visas was 
um, a couple of things. One, I wanted to give people the vocabulary mm. so that they know what they're, you know, what they're talking about when they say a visa or a titre de séjour or a change of status or, um, you know, a convocation or like any any vocabulary related to the visa process. So that's one section. Um, the second section is really I wanted to focus on outlining every single thing that you would need for uh, a successful application for the visa and also um, identifying like what your rights, responsibilities and privileges are on that visa type. So for every visa type, I try to give like, okay, this is what kind of work you can do. This is how much money you need to earn. Mm. This is what your employer has to do if they want to sponsor you for this visa type. Uh, this is going to be your tax situation um, and uh, when, when you're on this visa type, this is your path to residency or to naturalization. Like if you're moving to France and you want to eventually get a 10 year resident card or apply for French citizenship, and you intend to stay here on a more permanent basis, then you don't want to apply for a visa that can only be renewed once. And for a maximum of, of 18 months, like, or you, you know, or if you come as a student, you know, you need to know that there are certain programs that will allow you to, then renew your student visa or change your status um, and find a job. But there are also certain programs that will not allow you to get a student visa or um, that will make it very difficult for you to switch your status afterwards. So, um, yeah, making sure that you you have the right, that you're going down the right path to get to where you ultimately want to go, because uh, like you're saying, you could pick the wrong visa and it makes you start all over from scratch or could even block you from getting the future visas that you want to have, right? Exactly, exactly. So um, basically, you know, I, I start with asking people some questions and, and I've now created a free worksheet that people can download after they purchase the book uh, where they can, and where can know, they do identify that? That's what on your priorities website. are. Um, it's on my website. Uh, it's after they purchase foolproof French visas, they can opt in. Uh, to receive email updates. And what I decided to do is the book is priced at $27, um, which might be a little high, but one, I've had people write to me and say, you know, thanks, I managed to do my whole visa application just by buying your book. And now I don't need to have a call with you. I don't need to hire you to do it. (laughs) It's great. Like good for you. (laughs) Um, And two, like um, what I, what I do is, you know, visa applications, rules and regulations change and evolve all the time. So especially um, in France, especially in France. And a lot of times it's not even, it's not even a new law. It's just a new way of interpreting the rule. So I recently went to the prefecture with a client to renew her visa. And I mean, like I do this all the time. Like I, I know what the requirements are for the documents that she needs to have. And they said, Oh, like we no longer are accepting coverage on French healthcare, you know, French state, Security social uh, as proof of your health coverage. Like now, you need to have a private insurance if you're on a visitor visa, even if you're covered under, you know, the French healthcare. Um, and they said, "Oh, that's you know a change that's less than a month old." Well, there hasn't been any new law that's come into play. Yeah. Um, so it's just a new interpretation of somebody new in the office or or something. I don't even know. Yeah, and that's um, the one thing that I think people have to be very aware of in France. 
the rules are relative to the person who you're in front of. Like if you go to file your papers, each office will tell can tell you something different about what you need to have, what you need to do. And that can be sort of the most frustrating part of the process. So really having someone yeah. like you with them to to make sure that people aren't sort of like dicking you around. I guess I hope I can say that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, no, that's a big are, that's you a know, challenge. Yeah. So that you can tell people like, you know, is because that can it is enough to drive people crazy. I know it was enough to drive me almost insane through my process of becoming a citizen. I almost gave up. Yeah. It was so it, they changed their mind about so many things so many times. I almost just didn't. Yeah. Well, and I think, and I think honestly, that's the goal of a lot of these rules. It's like it takes power away from the bureaucrats on the individual. Mm. Excuse me, on the individual level. Um, but I mean, in the U.S., you know, we have for immigration, we have like long waiting lists, and you have to hire a lawyer, and there are very specific processes which I don't even really know what they are in the U.S. But like, if you screw them up, like mm, you're never mm. getting your green card, or you know, or it costs like fifteen thousand dollars to get your green card, right? Sure. In France, they don't have that. Like, the cost of applying for a visa is very cheap. The cost of getting a resident card is very cheap. But the way, <laughs> but that the work. People- the way that people get eliminated is they don't know what they need to do. They never provide the correct documents. Every time they go back, it's somebody different telling them a different thing. And yeah. people get so frustrated, they can't make an appointment. I have clients right now um, in, in Nice, actually, who, you know, have been waiting for months. And, like, there's no availability for appointments. You can't go in to ask questions because COVID. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there there's just, there's so many administrative barriers instead of financial barriers that people get really discouraged. And I think um, one of the most frustrating things for people when they arrive and when they're navigating these processes is like, they just don't know what the heck is going on. Something different and people get, and people get so frustrated and lost. And I really, and I really feel for them, but you know, there's kind of no way to And it's one of those things too, is like, it depends on what culture you come from. Like, People who come yeah. from like the states and uh, and and England, we're used to like if you put in an application, you can track it, you could see where it is, you can have some information. On France, is it's not like that. It's like you send your papers and you don't know if they got them. You don't know uh, where it is in the process. You don't know when you're going to get them back. So it kind of leaves you in limbo for. It can leave yeah. you limbo for long periods of time going through that yeah. visa process, which is very uncom- which is very uncomfortable for people. And I sure. find that one of my one of my main roles um, is kind of is not only France explaining, like not not just explaining how things work, but it's also um, yeah. there's a big element of providing that emotional support for people when they're like, I don't understand why I ha- why it's been six weeks and I don't even have an update. And I like, you know, I get it. Like, I, yeah. I, yeah. I understand your frustration. Mm-hmm. There's literally nothing we can do about it. And a lot yeah. of times like people, people who are the very highly motivated, you know, types like, like you are, and like I am, you know, they, we want things to get done. And I have yeah. a client right now, who, <laughs> I have a client right now who, you know, she's, she ran her business successfully in the States and, um, you know, she's very highly motivated. She's really smart. Um, and it's so frustrating to her that, she, you know, she's like, I'm in limbo, I'm in limbo. And I'm like, well, 
that's just that's just how it's going to be. Like you're just going to have to learn to be patient. Yeah, it's almost Um, like the French system tests how much you really want to be here. You know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Because like because you have to have that you have to have that like go get it ness in order to get here in the first place. But then like but then that those same qualities that you know incited you to move abroad and incited you to pursue whatever the Mm. dream is. they're almost like a disservice after that because you can't, you're not the type of person who can just throw your hands up and be like, okay, well, whatever, I'll wait for it. It's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Yeah. Um, You know, like it, it really stresses you out. And so kind of trying to find that, that balance. um, Sure. And I mean, I think that, and I think what a lot of people have to understand is that, you know, it's not, it's not a linear process. You know, and that, you know, what do you think the average person, how much time do you think they need to give themselves to go through the visa process and to and to prepare them find themselves financially during the limbo time? Because I'm pretty sure people are, you know, waiting to make to get a job or waiting to do this, which means they might not be making money in the between time. So what do you think would be a good amount of time? for people to expect this process to take from the minimum to the maximum? Um, well, it depends a lot on the individual situation. Um, I work with some clients who are retired and so who are ending their careers and they yes. usually are in the position of they're selling their house. And then sometimes they have to get like a month to month rental while they're waiting to move. Mm. Um, you know, I have some clients right now who are artists and who are applying for their visa and they already sold their house and got rid of all their stuff. And they are literally waiting for visas to open back up. Right. Um, it, it, the other thing that it depends on is, you know, I work with a lot of people who are either self-employed and have been for quite some time hmm. or who are leaving a career and, and becoming self-employed specifically because um, it's an advantageous way to move to France without being sponsored by an employer and still maintain the ability to work. Sure. Um, and so for those people, it kind of depends on where their business is, because France wants to see around 1500 euros per month in income during the first year. Yeah. So for people who are already self-employed, like that might not be that difficult for people who are just starting out. Really, the determining factor is going to be how they can support you know, themselves, how they can support themselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, having a good financial base, putting some putting some money aside for the visa application is necessary. And then also, I mean, for me, there's no reason why you can't start freelancing or being self-employed where you are right now, um, you know, in your home country um, and work on building up that activity and that that. client base um, because everybody's working online now. So you you can easily, if your job or your your self-employment activity doesn't require a physical in-person presence, there's no reason why you can't start working with clients now and continue working with them once visas open up. So I have some clients right now who um, they're not going to be applying for their visas until the end of 2022 or beginning, uh, no, end of 2021, beginning of 2022. Um, and we're starting the business plan now because they can already start implementing certain elements of it and start generating that revenue that's then going to be a very easy necessary yes yeah. from yeah and so, it's going to be a very easy yes from the french consulate when when they do submit that application because they'll already have um you know the income streams to to support that application well i think um 
I think that's an interesting thing to to point out is that people need to understand that it's going to take time and you need to be prepared to to prepare to go through the process and that it's not going to be quick. Um, And there are going to be a lot of unknown variables that you're going to have to deal with. And you kind of need to mentally and financially prepare for that. Things do not happen overnight in France bureaucracy. And you really have to um, have all, all the information you could possibly possibly get and you know probably starting with your book foolproof uh uh foolproof french visa is probably a good place to start and 27 euros is not a lot it's it'd be you would pay more to have so in time searching on the internet or trying to have someone just to give you the basic information or you know searching through a million blogs when you have someone who has tried and tested and and helped lots of people and clients get through that to know what exactly that they'll need to provide so that you can start to set those things up before you even think about applying for your visa is making sure that you have all the right elements for the type of visa that um you're looking for yeah Um, and don't underestimate the importance of having somebody available to ask questions and to talk you off a cliff if sure you know it's been four weeks and you still haven't heard anything and you're freaking out and your visa is going to expire and you know all of that stuff that comes up yeah it it brings up a lot of no it's very stressful i've had clients crying um you know really really at the edge of their situation because yeah. they just can't get the visa situation figured out. They fall in love or they found a good job or they just love where they are and they don't want to leave. And and they just, especially if you don't have a good command of the language also, because yeah. all of this is going to be in French, you know, that that can be really intimidating when going through administrative process. So my book is available. My website is yourfranceformation.com uh, forward slash books. Um, and you can find my book on there. There's the complete edition of Foolproof French Visas. There's also an edition that's specific for uh, retirement or for students. The books are also available in paperback on Amazon. And my Facebook group, uh, Americans in France, it's the biggest group. It's uh, over 12,000 members. is a great place. I hang out there every single day. I help people answer some questions for free. Um, so that's another uh, another good way to get in touch with source. me as well. Yeah. And I do offer for people who are ready to make a decision about the visa process and begin working um, and to see how we could be a good fit to work together on your visa application or on other French administrative needs. I do offer a free 30 minute uh, call, which is available on my website as well. So you can request a free call with me at yourfranceformation.com forward slash free dash call. Yes, but you also have an Instagram, right? You're, you... Oh, yes. And I'm on Instagram at Your Transformation. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn at Allison Your Transformation. Um, I'm all over the place. Yeah. And, and everyone, and everyone, I will, for all the listeners out there, I will be linking all of Allison's information below. So if you do want to uh, contact her, um, you will be able to find all the information in the description uh on the local shows in WRP. Um, also, I'll be posting those things on my on on my 
on my Facebook and Instagram from this interview so that people can find and get in contact with Allison. And if you need help with any sort of administration visas, she is the woman to see. I just want to thank everyone for listening to us today on WRP, and we look forward to speaking with you next time.